Yo, 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 top of the morning, man, to the gambling gang. Welcome in, guys. This is another episode of Cast It With Chris, the NBA betting show slash podcast. I want to take a quick second and tell you guys, if you are watching, enjoying the content on a daily basis, man, hit the like button for me if you guys can. Subscribe to the videos if you guys can as well. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, as I'm trying to make sure I allude to every single time I record one of these, they're available on podcast uh, streaming platforms as well. So it's not just a YouTube thing. You guys can listen later if you want to on uh, Spotify, on Apple Music, wherever you listen to your podcast, it'll be published there. We got a lot to talk about. It's a lot of games. I kind of alluded to it yesterday on the Crispy Captain uh, NBA show. And speaking of the Crispy Captain NBA show, real good time to do a quick recap. So last two days, Actually, 0-3 on official plays. Uh, we lost yesterday on the Denver Nuggets first quarter team total over 29 and a half. They land on 29. Jamal Murray missed multiple free throws throughout the first quarter. Uh, you know, a lot of turnovers. Denver just did not look like they uh, were ready for what Dallas threw at them. And what we saw early in that game was the double team of Jokic. It's a lot of swinging the ball to the cor- to the opposite corner to knock down some three-pointers, but it was a lot of sloppy turnovers, a lot of sloppy basketball. Shout-out to the Dallas Mavericks. They look like they found something with uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Dude's been absolutely killing it. We know Dallas doesn't play any uh, – I'm sorry, we know Denver doesn't play any a lick of defense, which is why I kind of stayed away from the spread. But I was like, this team will score 30 points in the first quarter, especially being back home coming off two road losses in a row. So uh, uncharacteristic spot for Denver not to go over the 29 and a half points and at least finish with about 32, 33 is what I was expecting. Thought we had a nice edge there, but that was a loss. Also, Mr. Uh, LeBron James in Cleveland last night was another loss. I don't really want to dwell on the L's too much because uh, it's not, not, not something that I really want to talk about. I want to move forward, but I do like to recap my plays. And LeBron James was a loss as well, on track to, to, to crush the 26 and a half points that we took him at to go over. Uh, just doesn't shoot the ball. Looks extremely unaggressive. Um, just just kind of like does he, like he doesn't want to play basketball anymore. Once the fourth quarter starts, you see the balloon kind of, you see the lead kind of balloon for the Cleveland Cavaliers, and eventually the Lakers were. Uh, out of that game. Uh, Donovan Mitchell bounced back uh, pretty well in that spot last night, 43 points last night after we couldn't get him to score uh, uh, 26 and a half uh, against the Knicks the other day. So ah, what do you do, man? You move on. You move on. So that's a quick recap of yesterday. Like I said, hit the the like button for me if you guys can, if you're watching over on uh, watching over on YouTube. But let's get into uh, let's get into today's slate. We got a lot of games, and before I get started, I want to tell you guys this: when you get so many games like there there is today, I think it may be 12, 13 games on the board today, which it typically is on Wednesdays and Fridays and Mondays. Uh, you don't have to, you know, try to find a play in all these games. I think, you know, sometimes we 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 want to, you know, kind of dive deep, and when you want to dive deep is, you know, when it's a smaller slate. So. If you don't have time to fully process and digest all the information and handicap these games, you know, to the level of, you know, making sure you're checking all your boxes, then you can just kind of stay away. So I wanted to make sure I threw that out there, too. Uh, the books, are they're, they're sharp. They're they're winning. Uh, the public is losing. CLV is not being being cashed. 
so just take all of those things into consideration when it, when you're when you're actually making your plays. Uh, so let's get into today's slate, man. I'm gonna try to get through a few of these games. I do have a, a couple spots circled that I wanted to talk about. Uh, full transparency, though, I have not capped all of these games uh, in complete detail yet. Uh, just because there are so many, and I'm looking at a few spots. I'm looking at a few spots as well. Uh, of course, there's injury news whenever we're talking about, uh, you know, the games this early. Of course, there is, uh, you know, uh, we don't have all the lines as well. That's something else to kind of take into consideration. We just don't have all the lines available, especially when it comes to, like, team totals and different quarter bets, uh, you know, uh, spreads early, th those type things. So a uh, few games I did want to talk about, a few plays. I, I am looking to hit the hit the, the submit ticket button on, but I haven't gotten there yet. And let's break them down and talk about them. So the first game that I want to talk about, that I really want to talk about, and then let's let's do let's do three. So let's do uh let's do three for sure. I'll give you give you guys some notes that I have on the other games, but let's uh absolutely do these three. So I really want to talk about the Warriors and the Jazz game, uh shorthanded. Warriors team, of course, uh, they're resting everybody. Well, not everybody, but Steph Wiggins and Draymond got the night off. But before we get there and we go to the we go to the West Coast, let's talk about a few of these East Coast games. I absolutely want to talk about this Thunder and Grizzlies game. So that's where we'll start. So Thunder and Grizzlies. Uh, Thunder have continued to play well, man. I talked about them playing extremely well in that game on, I think it was on Sunday when they uh, beat the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves um, after Rudy Gobert was was ejected from that game for uh, the tripping uh, violation, and then you get Memphis coming in here. They they are one day's rest. They they look really good. Uh, even that second unit, uh, Tyus Jones had a career high twenty six points the other night against uh, the Miami Heat team that came into town. So you get them off one day's rest. They also look good against the. Uh, against the Detroit Pistons on Sunday. So two games in a row. This will be a third game of four nights for them. They played on Sunday in Detroit. They got Monday off. Uh, they played Tuesday, of course, against the Memphis Grizz, against the uh, Miami Heat. And now you get them at home against the Thunder. They're laying six points in this spot. Totals at 232 and a half. We've seen these teams match up against uh, against each other before. Uh, interesting to note that uh, Zaire Williams is listed as questionable. He could make his season debut today uh, if he's available to go in this one. John Morant is also off the injury report. So, you know, that that is a lot more offense, uh, a lot more ball handling, a lot more points scored. Uh, but they, you know, they, they continue to play well without him, uh, you know, reference the, the game against the Miami Heat the other day. So specifically how I'm looking at this game, and I think we cashed this spot the last time, and it's something that I'm I'm thinking I'm going to go back to, is the Grizzlies' first quarter, uh, specifically team total. Like I said, the Thunder team, they're scrappy. They're able to score. Uh, they they just continue to move the ball. They play really, really hard, too. It's, it's actually a fun thing to watch. Grizzlies' first quarter team total specifically, though. So looking at Memphis, we cashed on them last week in the BetUS video, if you guys watched that, uh, posted on my Twitter feed. We cashed on them against the Philadelphia 76ers. And specifically in that spot, in that environment, we were looking at, uh, you know, just how well Memphis does at home versus, you know, they, they kind of struggle on the road. But if you look at Memphis uh, in the first quarter specifically, they're averaging the third most first quarter points on the season. 
32.7. They're averaging almost 33 points in the first quarter. They're also eight and three, eight, eight and three uh at home to the over in the first quarter, which is actually the sixth best. So they typically go over their point total, uh, over for you know the the first quarter uh full total uh between both teams. And specifically it's because of them. They 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 get out, they play with a lot of pace, they rebound the ball, they turn you over, and then they just fly up and down the court. Uh, similar to what they did last year. Then you look on the opposite side at this OKC team. So OKC allows 31.4 first quarter points, which is the second most allowed by any team. Only the Spurs allow more, and we know how bad the Spurs are. And it's like a really, really small, small difference, too. I think it's like 31.4 to 31.8 is what I saw when I was looking at this. Over the last 13 games on the road, OKC is allowing slightly more Right. So I talked about the first quarter, specifically 31.4. You take that environment and put them on the road and they're giving up 32 points in the first quarter. So the defense, not it doesn't get extremely worse, but it is worse on the road specifically. And this is a spot that we want to back the Memphis Grizzlies in. Then you also look at OKC and a big part of, you know, getting out and actually scoring points is pace. OKC is playing at the third fastest pace first quarter, specifically on the road. So you get an OKC team coming in here. Uh, they're rested. They didn't play yesterday. Uh, they, yeah, they didn't play yesterday. They played against Atlanta. You get a Grizzlies team coming in here. They didn't play yesterday. So both of these teams have at least a day's rest. Memphis had no travel at all. I really like that first quarter team total. We don't even have a team total right now. I, I checked all my books. I don't have any team totals right now for the Memphis Grizzlies, but that's the way I'd be looking uh, in this one specifically. Hope all that made sense to you guys. See what we got in the chat before I move on. Uh, what's up, KC? Good morning, my brother. LJ, good morning. Top of the morning. LJ said a horrible day yesterday. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't good, man. That's why we we manage our units appropriately uh, because you're going to have days like that. I went 6-1 and one on Sunday. And uh, I've been 0-3 since, so not a lot of volume. Uh, lost on Phoenix, the Phoenix Suns, two days ago. Uh, they absolutely got obliterated by the Dallas Mavericks. Had two plays I really, really loved yesterday, but didn't want to force anything. Like, you know, didn't want to go too heavy, and and I'm glad I didn't, man. Because I'd rather it be, you know, a small, small loss and lose a few units than, you know, to go too crazy because there's a lot of variance in the NBA right now, man. I do think I'm seeing the board clearly. I just feel like, you know, it's a lot of variance right now. So uh, what's up, Mike? Appreciate you being here. AD set the tone for a bad night. Yeah, that we don't, we're not going to talk about AD. Good morning, Frank. Appreciate you being here. Uh, top of the morning, Chris. These Hoopers are soft, man. They either play every game or they just or, or just not trying. Yeah, man. KD off two days rest equal a 40 ball. Okay, small dogs. He said you on KD today. Uh, Memphis has been smashed, smashing the first quarter uh, since last season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Grizzlies team total at 119 uh, even. I like that look a lot too, Bissy. I like that look a lot as well. Yeah, we're not going to talk about LeBron, silly boy. Man, 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 I was upset with LeBron last night. Uh, but let's move on, man. I appreciate you guys in the YouTube comment section. Hit the like button for me, like I said, if you guys can uh, I want to I want to give you guys a a look. Uh, this isn't this isn't anything that I play. If I'm being completely transparent with you guys, I've only placed one bet, and I'm gonna get to that bet uh, a little bit later. But just real quick, I wanted to share. I haven't uh, completely dove into this game uh, as much as I'd like to. But looking at, I want to talk about this Hawks and the Knicks game. So opened at two in favor of the Knicks, 
And you never want to take the Knicks as a favorite. You never want to take the Knicks as a favorite. We've seen this story. I, I feel like we've seen this story far too many times already. Uh, let's see. Knicks as a home favorite this season. Uh, they're two, four, and one against the spread. Uh, five and two to the over. Uh, they are. They've lost uh, four. They've not covered four of the last five as well as a favorite. You take the Knicks as a dog. The Knicks on Sunday when they beat the Cleveland Cavaliers straight out, they were a dog in that spot. And that's what I, that's one of the reasons why I kind of stayed off. So you see the spread come down to one and a half. Of course, we know a lot's going on in Atlanta with Trey Young and Coach Nate McMillan and the injuries that they have, uh, John Collins being out, DeAndre Hunter, you know, kind of in and out the lineup. Uh, but this is a spot that, you know, you probably you might want to get behind Atlanta on. I haven't put the ticket in yet. One of the things I want to tell you guys, though, is that the Knicks, they function really, really well early in these games, specifically as a home favorite. So they look like they're going to play well and play hard. Right. But then they, they the water kind of shuts off. The, the offense starts hot. It's like their defense is like, ah, we don't really need to play as well. We don't have we just going to outscore you. And then because they're so sporadic a la guys like Julius Randle specifically, you know, a guy that can have 19 points in the first half and then he finishes the game with 23 in the second half because the offense just kind of, he he's a very sporadic shooter. He he's not he's a streaky shooter. He's not consistent all the time. And it's not just him. It's it's their whole entire offense, right? So what I wanted to share and like I said, I'm just passing along information. The Knicks, they're 9 and 3 against the spread in the first half at home. That's actually one of the best ATS records at home specifically. In Atlanta, on the opposite side, they're just three and eight ATS in the first half on the road. So it should be a Knicks first half spot. Like I said, I haven't placed this yet. I have not placed the bet yet. It's always scary when I even think about backing the Knicks. This is a revenge game because Atlanta did beat them already. We don't know whether the Knicks are going to take that serious. If I am playing the Knicks, it's always going to be the first half. I just do not trust this team in the second half. Nine and three ATS at home this season in the first half specifically. Atlanta, three and eight first half on the road specifically. One more thing I want to mention on this game before I get into the last one. Uh, well, I want to get into two more real quick uh, before I get up out of here. So let me try to make this quick. Uh, looking at what I just told you guys, the Knicks is a home favorite. This season, that's happened seven times. I told you guys they were two, four, and one against the spread in that spot. The Knicks are scoring 33.9 points in the first quarter, almost 34 points. You, I mean, you could say 34 points in the first quarter. They're winning the first quarter by average of seven and a half points. That's a big, big margin. Second quarter. Offense comes out, does the same exact thing, averaging 33.7 points in the first quarter in the first in the second quarter. So they're scoring on average 67 points in the first half. Their offense, what does it do? It turns the water off in the second half. They're averaging just 52 points in the second half after scoring 66 in the first half. That's been a trend that's continued to kind of happen over and over again. Those numbers that I just kind of gave you guys, those stats match the trends of them being nine and three in the first uh, first half at home specifically. So that's what I wanted to kind of give you guys in that one. Uh, hopefully that helps your handicap in that game. And uh, let's move on, man. Let's move on. So uh, we've covered the Thunder and the Grizzlies. We've also covered the Hawks and the Knicks. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about 
I really want to talk about the Timberwolves. I don't think we'll have time for that. Timberwolves and the Pacers should should absolutely fly over the total. I'm looking at these two teams. The, the Thunder, I, I'm not – you know what? I'll say that game. I'll say that game for, for later. But I, I do want to share notes on that game as well. Um, let's get to uh, let's get to this Warriors and the Jazz game. So uh, we know already that uh, – let's see. So we know already that Coach Steve Kerr, uh, he's already said that, that Steph is not going to play with ankle injury. Uh, Wiggins is not going to play that abductor injury. And then Draymond is also listed as out in this one as well. Also on the opposite side, the Jazz are looking to get uh, get Mike Conley back. They have, uh, they've been without Mike Conley. I feel like it's been about two weeks now. So the Jazz are looking to get him back. The Jazz have also... Kind of come back down to earth just a tad bit. They are playing a lot better at home specifically than they are on the road. They have struggled recently on the road, but this team is eight and four straight up at home, seven and five against the spread at home as well. They've uh, they've covered two of their last three, um, and now they get the shorthanded, very shorthanded Golden State Warriors coming in here as well. Uh, lost the last one against Portland the game before they beat the Pacers. They beat the Clippers. So what I was looking at specifically in this game was more so focusing on Golden State. When So it's been two times so far this season. There's the injured player theory where uh, uh, a star guy's missing from the opposite team. So the team that is supposed to come out and dominate, they don't necessarily come out and dominate. They let their foot off the gas. They look ahead. They're like, ah, this game isn't going to be competitive. We should just, you know, kind of walk through this game. And we saw it the other day when when Dallas, when Denver was actually playing uh, in Atlanta. And I took Denver first quarter uh, spread. And they absolutely got 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 smacked up in that spot by a shorthanded Atlanta team that literally only had DeJounte Murray and, uh, and Clint Capella. But getting back to this, the Warriors have not they don't they don't have the bench depth. Right. In this game, they should have. It looks like Clay still going to be available. It looks like Jordan Poole still going to be available. Of course, you'll have guys like Jonathan Kaminga, uh, Dante DiVincenzo. Those, this team has not played well on the road. We, we know that already. This team has also not played well without their superstar guys. So in two games so far this season, the Warrior, where the Warriors were without Steph, Draymond, and Wiggins, it's happened twice already. Coach Steve Kerr chose to rest those guys. The Warriors were outscored in the first quarter by an average of 11 points, 31 and a half to 20. And in the first half, uh, I'm sorry, in the second quarter by by six points as well. So they're losing, you know, these two games by average of 17 points in the first half specifically in those games. We know that the Jazz, when they are home, they typically come out with something early as well. Looking at the Jazz uh, at home, they're winning the first quarter by an average of two points. They're winning the first first second quarter by an average of four points. So six point margin there. I do think that that's that's applicable. And then play here, I would probably avoid. I think the spread has gone all the way up. Well, it did it went all the way up to six in this one? Uh, the total has gone is up at to two thirty eight and a half as well. I don't have it on the screen, but the total is two thirty eight and a half in this one. Uh, that seems a tad bit high, given that the Golden State Warriors are missing so much offense in this in this spot. So I'd be looking towards the Jazz uh, first quarter, first half in this one. Maybe team totals if you do. If you guys don't want to play 
uh, you know, the full the 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 spread in this one. Even though I think that they should be able to cover the spread as well, we know that the Warriors' defense takes it falls off a cliff specifically when they go on the road as well, and that's a trend that's continued to kind of kind of be in place. So I don't, you know, having guys out there like like uh, when you take out Wiggins, who's their best perimeter defender, when you take out Draymond, who's the heart and soul, the heartbeat of that team, I don't see them scoring more point. Uh, I don't see them playing better defense than they haven't been playing already. I would look towards the Jazz first quarter. First half team totals is what I have written down in this one. And then last, the last game I wanted to touch on just a tad bit, and the game that I actually did lock in already, uh, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about this Celtics and the Suns game. I think it's probably the most interesting game on the board today, and it's a game that I'm definitely going to be glued glued on, like locked into the TV on. So you get the Celtics. They're 20 and 5 straight up, 9, 16, and, 16 and 9 against the spread, 7, 7 and 5. ATS on the road. So they, they haven't always covered all the road spreads, but they are seven and five. So still, still profitable on the road. They're also eight and two in their last 10, both against the spread and straight up. This will be their third game in four nights, their fourth game in six nights as well. On the opposite side, you get the Suns team. They're 16 and eight, 12 and two straight up at home. They have been, you know, a monster, just a cash machine at home. They're also nine and five straight up at home, uh, nine and five uh, against the spread at home. They're coming off the 19-point loss to the Mavericks on Monday in a game that they absolutely look terrible in. But for them, this is also a third game in four nights and a fourth game in six nights for them as well. Chris Paul popped up on the injury report as somebody who could return into in today's game. Uh, we don't know his status yet, but he is listed as officially listed as questionable. Torrey Craig is also listed as questionable. And then on the opposite side, Brogdon is listed as probable. He missed the last game in Toronto due to an illness. Uh, the Celtics are coming off back-to-back -back wins against the Brooklyn Nets uh, on Sunday, and they beat the uh, the Toronto Raptors on Monday night as well. They flew to Toronto. They flew to Phoenix. Uh, on Monday night after that win. So they, you know, had a day off as well. Horford is also listed as probable. He missed that game. And that's kind of where I, what I was looking at in this one. So you get both of these teams, like I kind of talked about, on the third game in four nights, a fourth game in six nights. So who has the rest advantage, right? Looking at Tatum and Jalen Brown, right now, these guys are playing on another level. This team ranks first in offense. They rank third in field goal percentage. They rank first in three-point field goal percentage. The Celtics are 7-1 and one straight up and 6-2 and two against the spread this season in games where they're laying between one and four. So if we need the Celtics to win by one to four points, this team is 7-1 and one straight up, 6-2 and two against the spread, winning those games by an average of eight points with the lone loss coming over a month ago against that Cleveland Cavaliers team. The Celtics are also three and one against the spread and straight up as an away favorite with that same line between needing them to win by one and three. Right. So on the road in this spot, they do well overall on the season in this spot. They do well. The Celtics are also three and one against the spread and straight up as away favorites when the line is between one and three. Like I just mentioned, all four uh, teams that they've beaten in this spot have been playoff caliber teams as well. I always like to go in and say, not just like look at the record, but who who were they playing against specifically? Playoff contended teams, the Heat. They might make it in the bubble. They looked terrible last night against Detroit, but as they get healthy, I do expect the Heat to be a tad bit better. The Cavaliers, the Pelicans, and the Nets. So I think these are all quality wins that the Celtics have. Have I'm not looking to bet against the Celtics right now. Another thing I was looking at, Celtics. 
just one in six against the spread in their last seven games in Phoenix. They don't typically play well in the spot. Just three and 10 ATS in the last 13 meetings overall, no matter where these games are being played. But the Celtics are four no ATS in their last four games versus a team uh, that has a 60% win percentage or better. Um, with both of these teams playing so many games in the amount of days that I kind of mentioned, third and four, fourth and six for both of these teams, I think it's important to kind of look at who is the fresher team in this spot. And I'd say Boston. I think Coach Mazzullo has done a really good job of kind of managing, you know, when to when to have these guys in and when to rest these guys. Over the last five games, we've seen Tatum sit out. We've seen Al Horford. He typically misses the second night of back-to-backs. Marcus Smart missed the game uh, over the last five games. Brogdon uh, was out last game with an illness. Meanwhile, for Phoenix, uh, uh, Dewan uh, uh, Washington, <clears throat> excuse me, Dewan Washington uh, Jr. is already listed as out. Chris Paul is upgraded to questionable, which could throw off some chemistry because he hasn't played but 10 games this season so far. Of course, he is a vet. I, I expect the offense just to be a tad bit, uh, you know, out of sync if he does play in this one. Granted, he's one of the greatest point guards we've seen. Um, and I think, uh, you know, as of late, like I said, Torrey Craig is also listed as questionable. So to me, it just feels like this is a Boston spot again. I know, you know, Boston will probably be the public side. Phoenix has played well at home specifically. I, I gave you guys the record the 12 and two straight up to me. I'm just not betting against Boston right now. I did later one and a half. I think the money line is also applicable. Um, I'm just not betting against the Celtics right now. And if I can get the Celtics in a spread where it's one and a half, two points, three points, I'm probably going to end up jumping on that. They do have a big game on deck coming up this weekend against the Golden State Warriors. We know the revenge, the the, the amount of magnitude that that game will have based on the revenge of the, you know, uh, the actual NBA finals last year. But that's what I got for you guys, man. I love the Celtics in this spot tonight. I think that uh, you know, the, the Phoenix Suns have been beating up on some teams, but not <laughs> they're not gonna beat up on this Boston Celtics team, not in my estimation. So that's what I that's the only play that I did put in. I like that play in last night. Give me the Celtics uh, official play minus the one and a half going out to uh going out to Phoenix uh today. Let me see what you guys are saying in the chat before I before I get off of here, man. Uh Nick's gonna smash the Hawks. Okay. Uh, we need to we need to get back on Mitchell Robinson rebounds. Uh, yeah, uh, Clint Capella rebounds as well today though. Brown wouldn't let Russ grab a rebound. Um, Pascal Siakam over points. Uh, yeah, it's good. I didn't cap that game because AD having flu like symptoms. I have no idea how he's gonna feel today. Uh, of course he means a lot to that point spread to that team. Jazz came back down to earth when Mike Conley got hurt. Absolutely. What's up, Ant? Appreciate you being here, Jazz. Um. Uh, line has been moving yeah it's moved eight points i think all together boston all day uh let's see dj said d book and uh jt got to show out yeah they absolutely do it's it's definitely gonna be devin booker and uh you know uh deandre ayton versus uh uh jason tatum and jalen brown tonight so we're gonna see how that goes advantage in the post goes to uh, you know, Aiden, but we'll we'll see. You know, if Al Horford can slow slow him down or not. I am on the Celtics though. I, I put that bet in already. Uh, just not looking to fade this team, man. I don't know if you guys had a chance to watch the post game interview from uh, Jason Tatum, but he alluded to it. You know, he said this was a tough win. You know, we we could have folded, we could have gave up second night of a back to back. You know, but we 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 striving for something bigger. We striving for something different this year. 
I'm believing the guy. <laughs> I, the proof is in the pudding. I, I gave you guys the stats, the trends. They have the number one offense in the in the world uh, that we've ever seen throughout this this uh, you know far throughout basketball. And will it you know die down and kind of regress back to the mean? Absolutely, I think it will. Uh, it could in this game. I, I don't know if they're necessarily going to score as many points as they typically do, but I do expect them to be able to find a way to win the game. And I, at the end of the day, that's all they're looking for. So, yeah, I see Mike said I'm taking Boston minus two. 28 minutes in the books, man. It's 70. looks like it's about 70 people watching on YouTube right now. Hit the like button for me if you guys can. Uh, of course, I'll be back this evening. Hopefully have some props. Definitely going to have some totals for you guys. I kind of alluded to the ones I liked already. Um, want to take a deep dive into that Kings and the Bucks game. I think the Kings might be getting too many points. But the Celtics minus the one and a half is something that I played already. Those Grizzly first half, first quarter team totals and those Timberwolves first quarter uh, team totals is something else. The Jazz team totals as well is something that I'm going to be looking at just to kind of avoid the spread numbers. I'll be back at 515 Eastern time uh, for the Crispy Capping NBA show. Hit the like button for me. Check out the podcast as well if you guys haven't. Like I said, available on all podcast podcast platforms. Leave me a review as well, man. I appreciate you guys for being here as always. And I end the show with this. None of this is financial consultation. It's theory, it's logic, it's SDQL. Best of luck to you guys today on all the action that you guys play. I'm out.